You are listening to the Fan Club Podcast, where two polar opposites experience each other's fandoms for the very first time. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Fan Club Podcast. My name is Sarah. This is Matthew. And today is a big day. Mm -hmm. We are officially caught up with the current MCU. Yes. This is our Black Panther Wakanda Forever episode. It was released on Disney Plus as of yesterday, as of recording. Yes, so it released on February 1st. And we are so excited and so relieved to be caught up. Yes. It felt so overwhelming in the beginning. I mean, but we had to start... We started off with Iron Man 1, and... While we were recording, they added... First it was, started. We started the week Multiverse of Madness was released. Within, like, a week or two, at least. Yeah, so we had everything from Multiverse of Madness to now. Or pretty much to Wakanda Forever. Yeah. And we had to play catch-up during that entire time. So, a little bit of housekeeping right off the bat before we get into the movie. We got merch! Um, so, I took this dumb one-off joke that Matthew had said in one of our early episodes... And I turned it into a merch design, and I'm really proud of it. Um, I'm nowhere near, like, a graphic design genius, but I worked so hard on that design. Now, I'm not a whiz with Photoshop or any of that kind of thing, so um, the fact that it's, like, not an outrageously hideous thing is... <laughs> it looks good. Um, and so we have... Our Ooblek merch, the Reality Stone is Ooblek merch, and then we also have our modified logo because Spreadshirt had some issues with the copyright yeah. in our original logo. Yeah. Um, so um, I had to make some modifications to take out some of the more egregious IP references. Yeah. Which, it still like looks like our logo, but I had to make some. We had to modify it slightly. Um, hopefully it's not too, too noticeable. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, so you can get our merch on t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers. Hats, aprons, anything. You can even get a baby onesie if you want to. Yes. Um, literally anything, and we tried to lower the prices as much as we possibly could. Without To, to be us, fair. Yeah, because we still need to make somewhat of a profit. Yeah. But we lower the prices to where we make very little. So... Them realistically like yes if you buy a t-shirt you're giving us money it would but to be fair it's not we're not going to be able to live on this kinds of money no um but it, the money that we do make it'll hopefully, be going to a new mic it'll be going to a new laptop it'll be going to getting a desk to edit upstairs if you follow us on instagram we frequently have technology issues so um yes. it'll be nice to be able to upgrade some things Yes, um to much much nicer and just things. know that like this is not this money is not going to like pay our mortgage or to no. like buy expensive toys like it's it's specifically to fund the podcast yes and to make it bigger and better and to to make the show better for you guys if you guys would like to buy our merch that would be awesome but no pressure and then whatsoever. when you do send us a dm when you do on send our, us picture send us picture send it to us and then in every episode if you buy our merch we will give you a shout out yes and then we also will be having limited edition merch for some of our themed months like for mystery march for nostalgic november screamtober go check out our merch we're really proud of it and um we plan on with the with the um themed months it will be only available during that month um and it will be on a, probably be on a special sale i need to figure out the promos and the sales and stuff. then um, um and then um they will only be exclusive to that month and you will not be able to buy them again yes um and they will only be available in like a t-shirt a hoodie and like a, a couple different shirts like a sticker or like it'll only be like a handful of items yes um, so, uh, soon I will be starting a Discord channel where my streaming will be a part of that, the podcast will be the main part of it, where we may do giveaways for some of the more we've limited noticed, edition merch. We've noticed a fair amount of our friends and our, our podcast network and stuff like that tend to thrive on Discord, and so if you're interested in Discord, I don't understand Discord at all other than, like, how to 
type things. Um, so that's going to be Matthew's baby. Yes. Um, and so, like, I'm thinking, like, maybe for March we will be doing, like, a giveaway for, like, maybe a shirt or a hat or something to someone or things like that. Yeah. That, actually, I would love to do a giveaway um, of some of the merch. Yeah. If that's... But that would just be for the limited edition merch. Like, the Harry Potters. I would love to do, each month, I would love to do one giveaway of, like, an item of your choosing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but we'll figure that more out when March happens. So keep your eyes peeled for on the Instagram for new designs, and um, we're really, really excited about it. Let's get into Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes. Overall, what were your thoughts? It's not my favorite movie, but there also hasn't really been any that, for me, topped Ant-Man and Thor Ragnarok. For me, I felt like, and I, to my understanding, this movie was going to be a lot different before Chadwick unfortunately passed away, and there's really nothing they could have done to get around all of that, but it felt, this movie felt very somber, which... I, I don't expect it to be anything less. Yeah, I understand. I understand that completely. It's just... It just wasn't... There were parts of it that just, like... Didn't fit. Or it felt like it was too drawn out. Like, the fight scenes were cool. The very few that there were. I just felt like, personally, I think the movie was a little too long. I think a that little? It was two hours and 40 minutes. That's almost as long as Endgame and Infinity War. I think that they should have paid, personally, I would have loved to see more attention given to, like, Telokan and Namor's backstory. I feel like it was kind of rushed. Yeah. Um, I wish we got a little bit more understanding of who Riri and Iron, like, an Ironheart was. She's in her own uh, I get movie, it. Or she's in her own movie. She felt like an afterthought to me. She... Yeah, I see that. It she, she really did feel like an afterthought. Like, she was just well, we need to fill in some time. Let's just bring in this hero. Um, and I get that. Like, you could probably say that for most people, most side characters' introductions. But here's the thing: like, Bucky didn't feel like an afterthought. Rhodey didn't feel like an afterthought. She didn't feel integral to the plot. No. I mean, if anything, she made the plot more difficult. I mean, I'm not, I, I get that somebody will probably say, like, oh, but she was the reason why, like, everything was put into motion. But, like, I don't think that they utilized her as much as they should have. Yeah, I mean... Because I really liked her tenacity and her spunk, and I really loved how smart she was. And I think that she really could hold her own with a lot of the characters, but they just didn't utilize her enough in my opinion it felt like they needed a new iron man and so they brought in Ironheart to be the new iron man if that makes sense yeah and i i get that the, the direction that they're going and they want because they want like the younger generation we essentially we have the core three because like we have the new or we have the new core we have... Because Kate Bishop is the new Hawkeye. Yes. Yelena is the new Black, Black Widow. Yes. Um, she, Ironheart's the new... Iron Man. She-Hulk is the new Hulk. Uh, um, but, like, Love is the new Thor. And Falcon is the new Captain America. So it's just... It, so we have the core six again. And so this was just the last piece to the puzzle for the core six. I wouldn't have minded this as much if she if she wasn't a blatant copy yeah um it but it just it didn't i liked her character i just it felt disingenuous Mm -hmm. and underutilized yeah and i'm sorry if that's an unpopular opinion to everyone i just don't know i like her no i just don't know a whole lot about ironheart or wakanda or black panther from a comic standpoint um, so the movie starts off with, um... A memorial, or... The whole cold open is basically a memorial to Chadwick. Yes. My whole thing with that is, the Purple Heart, he had it in him. How is Before he... Before it was all burned. No. 
he, he it got taken out of him, and then it was put back in him by Nakia. Yeah. So, it was put in him in um, Mumbaku's uh, area. I don't know if that's an intentional plot hole, because they needed to... No, I know that they needed to, but they could have done, in my opinion, something else, like saying he died fighting someone or something. Mm-hmm. I think would have been but it also better in my opinion. I did really love this kind of through line that Shuri is trying to create a synthetic heart-shaped yes. herb because it really like makes you that that scene where it finally glows and her and Nikki are excited about At it. The end, it yeah. makes you really like like it it, it 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 was some stakes. Yeah. Like there was a lot to it to recreate it. And it, it add to, added to the tension of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did really like that through line, and I, I think Shuri is such a genius. Um, yeah, she's a genius, but she lets her emotions take control. This movie... Well, she's also a teenager. Yes, but this movie is a true movie about grief. Mm-hmm. Um... Much in a similar way that WandaVision was about grief, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, that all of the choices made were because of grief. One of my favorite scenes in this entire movie, just um, construction-wise, is the Wakandan funerals. Everybody is dressed in white instead of... I love hearing about Wakandan traditions. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a... Because... Largely, the MCU has been incredibly westernized. Yes. Um, one exception being Shang-Chi coming from a lot of Chinese mythology. And, Moon Knight. And, yeah. But, like, largely it's been very westernized. Mm-hmm. Um, very white. Um, and I really... And obviously Wakanda doesn't exist, but it does take... Does take inspiration from actual... Yes. African cultures. And yes. that was one of the things I loved about the first movie. Um, with how with much how that they not took, but used. In, was inspired by. Yes. And I, I don't I don't know enough about... I don't know if some tribes do this with funerals and stuff, but I just... Within the story, I thought that the, the funeral scene was so beautiful, and I love how the... It's almost like a celebration in the yes. city. So, and there's I mean, music in and New Ar- food. New Orleans and... does the same thing. Like, there's this... Uh, I know it's in Africa. I don't remember where. It was a video that was going around. I remember back on Vine. Where it was like... Four pallbearers were like dancing while holding a coffin. And it's just a celebration of life instead of death. Well, yeah. I mean, I just... I, I... mean, it's like... Dia de Muertos. Dia de los Muertos, yeah. Where it's celebration but of But I think the in the person. Western world, funerals are largely very somber. Yes. And very serious. Yes. And I love that some cultures really emphasize joy and, like, obviously we miss the person. Yeah. But, but we you're celebrated who they were. Yeah, you're celebrating their life. You're not celebrating their death. And I loved this scene, just, you know, the dancing and the music and the, you know, like... The cheering. I, yeah, and, and it was, it visually it was stunning but as well. But also their king, but also their god at the same yeah. time. Because the Black Panthers, their animal spirit. And obviously there was that more somber element with the, with the family and the yes. people who were close to him. Yes. Um, and that's gonna happen. Yes. But I just, I loved the way that the city responded, specifically. Mm-hmm. But he was liked by everyone. Yeah. And then the Marvel logo was a Chadwick tribute. Yes. It was purple. It had all of the the Black Panther moments. Which, there isn't that many. And it was silent, noticeably. Yes. I mean, most of them are silent. Most of them have music. Oh, true. My favorite one is still the Loki one where it's people talking. Was that one Loki? I can't remember. But I... It actually stopped me in my tracks initially because I Mm -hmm. was, like... It was so, like, this... Because the, the people in the MCU are so close to each other. Yes. And there... It was clear that this movie was a love letter to Chadwick. Yes. 
And I, that was so apparent. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, and it's not a bad thing at no. all. It's a great thing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I loved this little... And it was similar to the, the Stanley... Um, the Stanley Memorial? Tribute. Yeah. But that was at the, I think, the end of... No, it was in... It was the beginning of Captain Marvel. Um, so then we flash to one year later, um, and the queen is in a UN meeting. And I love this outfit that she's wearing. It is beautiful, it's purple and gold, and it's stunning. Yes. Like, while the meeting is going on, um, like, some mercenaries are raiding a Wakandan outpost. We... Or an outreach. Think we think that it's happening at the same time. Yes, it shows it happening. They're like, like cut, intercut together. Yes. And basically, the queen ultimately the scene is her refusing to to trade vibranium. Yeah. And because we're not afraid of what, um, I'm trying to remember what she said with it. Like we're not afraid of vibranium. We're afraid of what you will do with the vibranium. Which is what it boils down to. I, those yeah. aren't exact words, but it was something like that. Like. Or no, it's, you guys shouldn't be afraid of us having vibranium. You should be afraid of what you do with vibranium. It's something like that. It, when, in the, in the scene where the, they're breaking into the outreach, um, the Dora Milaje basically are inside the vault. Knowing that they would attack. And one of the scientists is, is a Dora Milaje dressed up. Yes. Um, and. She has these two, like, laser dives. I don't know her name off the top of my head. They do name her. I don't remember off the top of my head either. Um, but, yeah, she has these little, she has... Laser daggers. No, they're vibranium they're daggers. Vi- but they shoot, like, <coughs> none of their weapons kill. And Okoye is like, why don't you use your spear? Because Sherry made these for me to try out. Um, so we learn that, uh, this scene happened the night before. Yes. Or and the day before. Night before, day before, couple and days, something like they, that. Into the UN meeting, the Dora Milaje bring all of the the people that were yeah. breaking in, and which is such a badass move. Mm-hmm. This is so... I, and the bait and switch was incredible. Yes, where, like, she's like, well, we're going to send everyone's phone who sent them, and it was the... Uh, person from France. Mm-hmm. So then we learned that they find vibranium in the middle of the ocean. Yes. And their science, they go, the scientists go out and they like send some people down in these like suits and then they all of a sudden. like 5,000 feet underwater. All of a sudden we start hearing this like creepy singing. Yes. And. And people on the ship just start jumping into the water. So. They're like sirens. Yes. It's directly inspired by sirens of Greek mythology. They're mermen. The the people from uh, Telukon jump up onto the ship. And I love this characterization where they have like the water masks and the water gills. Yes. I love that costume touch. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so good. And like, I, I found it really weird though that they're only blue above water. It's because they need the, what I'm guessing is they need the oxygen from the water. So, so think look, of it like go ahead. how I was thinking of it, like they were losing, so you know like when you can't breathe you start to turn like blue? Sure. That's what I was thinking more of. Like they needed the oxygen in the water, they weren't getting enough in the air. Or in their little a, capsules. I made a joke later in the movie that I was like, I didn't know I was watching Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> Fun fact about um, the woman at Blue Person. Yes. Um, so there was a... The it, lady general one. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they did an interview of the two, like, right-hand man. Like men. Tuma and, um, whatever her name is. <laughs> It Namora or something? Maybe. Um, anyway, they did a, a back, behind the scenes interview, and basically she holds a record for holding her breath underwater for six and a half minutes. Nice. Yeah. Six and a half minutes. That is bonkers. Like a world, like a record in like MCU or? I think she like, I don't think it's a world record, but it's a, she like holds a record 
Nice. Basically, we learned that Shuri made some exosuits for um, Okoye. And Okoye hates it. I love her her exosuit at the end. I think it's dorky and weird, but kind of cool. The Midnight Angel. Um, Dumbest name, I have to say. So then Ramonda takes Shuri out to do a grieving ritual at a campfire. Yes. And Namor shows up. And he's decked out head to toe in, in vibranium. Yes. A different <coughs> type of vibranium, I might add. And he has winged feet. Yes. A la Hermes. He is technically a mutant. I think his his backstory is really interesting. Yes. Which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but... I think he says something like he's the first mutant. He does use the word mutant. Which... Is he an X-Men? No. Professor Ags even call him. <laughs> the original Submariner, who it, Namor is based off of, was a robot, like the original Human Torch. They were the first uh, two Marvel uh, comics. The robotic Human Torch and the robotic Submariner. And we've seen the Human Torch before. You remember where? New Mutants? No. By the way, that is going to be our last episode that nobody is ever going to listen to because our computer crashed. Uh, our computer <laughs> crashed and burned and completely deleted the file after recording for two hours. So, nobody's ever going to hear it, and the movie is boring, and don't watch it. <laughs> no, it's not boring, it's it's interesting. Anyway. But, think really, really hard. Where would you think we would have seen the robotic human torch? Oh, it's at the World's Fair uh, yes. thing in the first... the Stark Fair. Yeah. Yes. He was in the glass cage. So then Namor basically says that he needs vibranium. Or to... that he needs the Wakandan's help to, or he's going to destroy Wakanda if you don't bring me the scientist. And we get our favorite colonizer. <laughs> they go see Ross, but not that Ross. Agent Ross. Which I'm like, why'd you name both characters the same? Marvel was running out of names. I mean, look at Peter Parker. A lot of their people have the same first and last letters. Peter Parker. Alliteration is, like, not an uncommon fantasy. James Jonah Jameson Jr. But, like, come on. Can we not name two government employees Ross? Could we not come up with a better name? So, we learn, we go to MIT, which is in Boston, Massachusetts. Which the Wakandans call is just as good as one of their village schools. So, all... Was that an insult to MIT? Yes. That their village schools are just... Their normal village schools are better than MIT. So does that mean all Wakandans are geniuses? So are all Wakandans, like, Shuri-level geniuses? Or is she just a one-of-a-kind? Did you see how many scientists there are? We learn that somebody built a detect the vibranium detector. Which should not be possible because vibranium's not any earth metal. So it vibrates differently. And the cool thing is, there's different types of vibraniums, which I'm glad they finally introduced. And we meet Riri. Yeah. And she built this thing as a school project. Oh, to be that smart. <laughs> She's pretty much just the female Tony Stark. The young, black female Tony Stark. Essentially. I think Ironheart was just also introduced in the comics, I think, like, maybe five years ago. They go to a garage, um to pick up Riri's laptop and the feds basically are onto them and we learned that she built her own Iron Man suit essentially yeah Ironheart was introduced in 2016 she is 15 years old but she's in college in this yeah but in in MCU I mean she could be 15 but in college well being a she said 19 yeah so in the comics at the end of the the second Civil War, Tony fell into a coma fighting Captain Marvel, and so Riri decided to continue his legacy as a hero with the guidance of an AI duplicate of Stark. Riri created an imprint suit of armor and took up the alias Ironheart. So, they're on in a chase, and Riri has a very Iron Man moment where she flies up um, to blast the drone that's following them. Yeah. Um, 
and it's very reminiscent of like Tony flying for the first time. Yeah, the blue people show up and completely. Apparently, this scene, this bridge scene, yeah, took four months to shoot. Jeez, the choreography was so insane. Mm-hmm. And Atuma, who is a real villain in the comics, he's apparently was is he Namor's like right uh, hand. No, he's like he's like against Namor in the comics, isn't he? Yes, he hates Namor. Namor is a hero mm-hmm. in the comics, so I don't like that they turned him into a villain. I don't like that. But Atuma is evil, like just super, super evil in the comics, mm-hmm. where he just wants to destroy the um, land lovers, and he just wants to turn the entire Earth into a giant ocean, so those people has. So that he will have full reign over everything. In a normal supervillain capacity. So, okay, so he just wants to take over the world. He just you know, wants to take over the world and kill everyone. He's not He's not a generic superhero or anything, supervillain or anything. Nope, he just wants to kill everyone. He just wants to watch the world burn and then flood it and control. This fight between Atuma and Okoye is insanity. She got beat down. And it's Okoye. Like, like, beat down to, like, full on, and then just tossed into the river like she was nothing. And then they, Cherry basically decides to go with them. To save Riri. And the feds come, and we see Valentina. Yeah. I find this character so wildly uninteresting. Just wait until Thunderbolts. Ross finds the Kamoye beads. Yeah. Because Shuri left them for him. And then Okoye is back in Wakanda, and Ramonda is um, stripping her of all of her titles. Because she should not have taken Shuri. I'm sorry, she should not have taken her. There was no need. I think it was a greater good. No, there was no need to take the princess with you. What greater good would there have been to take the last remaining survivor or family member? I don't know. What would have been the... Where was the thinking process in that? I but can't think of a single... Shuri was the one with the information. No information. She and Okoye went to go see Ross to get the information. But Shuri knew Ross. So did Okoye. They all knew Ross. Okay. It just felt like Shuri was... In my opinion, the reason why I didn't like Shuri in here was because she was just acting like a typical teenager. Like, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to do what I want. Oh no, my idea didn't work. Now I have to be saved. The queen calls the beads and reaches Ross. Because she would, she was trying to figure out where Shuri was mm-hmm. and the beads were in, like, Virginia or something. And we learn that Nakia is a teacher a teacher in Haiti. Or runs, like, a school. She's a headmistress. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Riri and Shuri wake up in a cave. And we learn about the Feathered Serpent God. Yes. Which is their version... I don't know the name off the top of my head that, that, that Telecons use for him. It's like... I don't want to say it wrong. I'm not so even going to try to butcher I don't want to say it wrong, so I'm not going to say it. Um, but essentially, he's their best. Yeah, I love all of the different languages in this movie. And if you've noticed... Each language has its own color of the subtitles. Yes. Um, so, like, Talokan's language is blue. Like, the ancient mm-hmm. Mayan language is blue. Yeah. Uh, Wakanda is I think purple. it's just Mayan. Mayan is a dead language. Um, Essentially. I loved the, like, the character. Like, when it would introduce a new place, it would be, like, in that It language. would be in there. Uh, yes. I loved that, and I loved hearing all of the... I loved that Nakia was fluent in Spanish. Mm-hmm. No, they have a translator beats. Like, oh, Shuri was that. able to... Under, Shuri was... That's how Shuri was able to talk to Atuma. Like, take me with her. Was because their beats can uh, translate. Um, and then we learn Namor's backstory. You want to talk a little bit about that? So, Namor's backstory is... I don't know a whole lot about if this is true to the comics or not. I don't... The They find the purple herb... Or they find the blue herb. So that shows that vibranium... There's different forms of vibranium. It's very reminiscent of, like, the flower entangled. 
Yes. So, there's this fan theory that goes, like, so, vibranium was made from a meteor. We know that. Mm-hmm. But affected differently. Well, I think Shuri even said in the movie, or somebody did, where it could have been, like, a piece of the meteor went somewhere else. When the Infinity Stones were created, there was an explosion, there was a vibranium meteor nearby, and it just fell into Earth, and there's different types of vibranium for each that got affected by the Infinity Stones. Why they do things, why there's a blue vibranium plant and a purple vibranium plant, even though they're from the same rock type thing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, basically, what it boils down to was that... The mom um, didn't want to take it, then the priest lied, or the doctor, yeah, the, the shaman lied and said, like, your son's dying if you don't drink this, and everyone drank it, and then they all died. And then they woke up blue and had to run to the water. Yeah, they couldn't breathe air anymore. Yeah, so it may also depend on the god that you it was worship. Like, I think his name was Chalk. I don't know anything about, like, Mayan or, like, Aztec or anything. All I know is when I was, like, eight, we went to Cancun on a family vacation, and we went to the ancient ruins of Tulum. Mm-hmm. Which is like, but I, again, I was eight. It was 20 years ago. <laughs> so I remember literally none of it. Uh, and it was also like really, really hot and like, because it was the middle of the summer and in Mexico. And I yeah. remember being miserable because I don't do the heat well. So I, I was too young to understand any of the information. So basically, Namor is born with pointed ears to the sky and, yeah. and, and wings. Yeah. Um, so then he takes Namor back to the present, takes Shuri down to Telokan. Yes. This is my nightmare. Okay? <laughs> I find the ocean incredibly unsettling. Um, there's it's too dark and there's too much undiscovered down there. I don't like it. This is horrifying to me. I don't even really like TV shows and movies that like go underwater. It just kind of disorients me and freaks me out. Yeah. I would never in a million years agree to do this. I would. I hated this. I I thought that Telecon as a city and I wish we learned more about their culture and stuff. We might eventually. But the know. underwater aspect of things really freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, I did really love seeing, like, the kids playing the game. Like, they were playing, like, basically their equivalent of, like, basketball. Yeah. Which apparently was an actual ancient Mayan sport. Yes. Um, I loved, like, seeing the kids playing. I loved just, like... Just the little bits and pieces of culture that we got. I think that was really sweet. It's a really cool area. Um, so then, Nakia is tracking Shuri's earrings. Um, I mean, honestly, I think they should have just... I mean, A. Nakia pretty much started the war. Essentially. In my opinion. I could... You could say I'm wrong... But she shot the Atlantean. Yeah, I mean, she was the one that killed killed the girl. Yes, and started the war. Uh, Because he wants to go to war with the surface world. And wanted Wakanda to help. Honestly, I think Wakanda should have gone to a war with the world because Wakanda would have won. But it's like, it's when the girl, I don't know the name. um, I don't think they said her name. But the, the telecon girl when she dies like namor is just like kind of like he's done yeah like then he goes to wakanda and pretty much blows up wakanda with water grenades i love the water grenades like they're so cool i mean obviously they killed the queen but yeah but but, i mean the queen sort of i'm not saying she deserved it the actress had to have spent the majority of this movie soaking wet the amount of water scenes 
in this movie. Oh. Just practically. I'm just talking yeah. specifically practically. There's so many water... Sa- oh, by the way, I also noticed that the suit that Shuri goes down to Telecon in is the same suit that the scientist at the beginning of the movie died in. Yes. They That's took the suits. really freaking creepy. They stole the suits and killed them. That's really freaking creepy. Yeah. Um, because I don't I don't know if you caught the line, but he says, yeah, we have a couple of the suits. So, he throws a water grenade, and the queen saves Riri at the last second, and they... I mean, honestly, in my opinion, what's... Saving Riri, what did that help to the story? Right? But... I guess she can have her own story now. But they were able to but resuscitate... Now Wakanda, but now Wakanda is left up to Shuri, who, like, scoffs at their traditions, like, doesn't believe in anything to really do with Wakanda. Now their leader is essentially well, at a the teenage end, child. At the end, M'Baku is, is, decides to be king. Decides to fight for king. No, he's fighting on her behalf. Because she has Oh, to that's go. not how I interpreted that. No. She's like... Because I think he said on the behalf of the... Shuri has something she has to do, so I'm fighting on her behalf. We'll get there. Jumping again. But, I think. um... So, they are able to resuscitate Riri when the queen dies. Yeah. And then we learn that Valentina bugged the beads. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't like this character. I would say, if you've seen Suicide Squad, she's pretty much Amanda Waller. I don't know. I don't know if it's... Like, yeah, I didn't like her in Falcon the Winter Soldier either. She's pretty much Amanda Waller from DC. Where she's just this slimy, like, shadow person. And then we learn... So basically Shuri has the bracelet that Namor's mom had. No, that... Given him? Yeah. And so she basically is using the fibers in the bracelet to make the synthetic herb. Yes. And then her and Nakia basically decide, or figure out, her, no, sorry, her and Riri basically figure out that they need to dry Namor out. Yes. You want to talk because about that? Because he gets his powers from water. Even soaking into his skin. Yes. Um, Which is cool, but also very useless if you live in a hot climate. He would. He lives in Mexico. But he lives in water. I know. But, but it's humid. This is true. But he would so. thrive in Florida. He would die in Texas. You die in Arizona. Oh my gosh, Arizona, New Mexico. He would just step out and just go plop. She, she was able to make the herb glow. And because she had to recreate it from her brother's DNA. Yeah. And then or they, they had to figure out what part was her brother's DNA and what part was the flower. They do the ritual and she goes into the ancestral ancestral plane and, and she she's sees Killmonger because the ancestral plane she doesn't get to choose who she sees and so she's mad that it's not like her mom or her brother. Yeah, it's whoever is the closest to her, or not closest to her, but same type of person. I guess the ancestral plane decides who she needs. No, what she needed was her mom. But she got Killmonger because Killmonger aligned more with how she was feeling mm-hmm. at that time. Um, but she eventually did see her mom. So then she becomes the Black Panther. Basically, he, he says, like... Are you going to be like your brother who's too noble, or are you going to be like me who is too brash? And take care of business. And take care of business. And she becomes the Black Panther. She's like, it didn't work. Who did you see? And she says, I didn't see anyone. And then she just punches one of the suits, and the suit goes flying across the room. And... They lure Namor to the middle of the ocean. Yes. Um, with the, another vibranium detector. A and fake vibranium detector. That has sonic blasts in it. They capture him, and it's basically a, a sauna ship. Yes, which... Let's just go with that. It's a sauna ship. But wouldn't his sweat cool him off? This is the whole point, biologically, of sweat, is to cool you off. Wouldn't the water in him still cool him off? But also, like, he's 75... Human beings are 75% water, right? Or 72 right? or something like that. But, like, 
But wouldn't the water in him cool him off? Or does it have to be on his skin? It, it, okay. I feel weird making this reference because I've never seen it. Is he like Spongebob? <laughs> That's Aquaman is Spongebob. Not Jason Momoa's normal Aquaman from the comics is Spongebob. Not Jason Momoa's. I've seen the clip of, like, Spongebob dried out. Yes, pretty much, yes. So then they... Oh, this scene, you were like, oh... But when they, you see that shot underwater of that huge net full of the water grenades... Uh-huh. You were like, oh, no. Like, people are about to die. I thought it was a giant water grenade at first, but it's just a bunch of little ones. It was, like, thousands of little ones. I don't know which would be worse, one big one or thousands of little ones. And... This is when we get uh, Okoye's new suit. Or uh, Okoye's and the other chick's new I suit. I can't remember her name. I don't I'm sorry. remember her name either. She has very high cheekbones. Okay. Like, it's, like almost, they, they almost look like they, like, she has a ton of face filler. Like, um, I, don't know. I don't know. No shade, but. But, but yeah, we get the Midnight Angel, which is the, in my opinion, the dumbest name. Midnight this is Angel. this is a hot take. That costume, I, as much as I love, I, I think it's a cool costume. The it reminds choice. me. It reminds me of something they would put on the master. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But why couldn't they, why couldn't she go with something more sleek? Like the Black Panther suit is black. Why couldn't they go with like a black suit? Or couldn't couldn't they go with like Doja Mayon, um, Dora Milaje, Dora Milaje, like color co- color scheme. Why blue and white and gold? I think it's because that's how it looks in the comics. I saw a picture of what it looked like in the comics. I know that, but I mean, they've never really cared about costume choices from the comics. To... But, like, this is my thing. Is like, I think Black Panther has been consistently incredibly and killing it with the costume choices. I know, but and I mean, But this one, it, it just, like... It felt out of touch. Well, it just, it didn't feel like something Okoye would wear. No. But she was also... She also hated it, so... Yeah. But, like, also, like, it, it wasn't giving Angel. It was... No. It was, like, I didn't love all of, like, the weird stringy things on her helmet. I felt, mm-hmm. like, the, like, almost tassels, for lack of a yeah. better word. I thought it would have been inter- more interesting for her to have, like, some sort of wing mechanism on her back. That would have given Angel a lot more. Yeah, I know. Um, so then Shuri and Namor end up on this, like, desert island, and Shuri rips off one of his footlings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was painful. Um, and he stabs her right in the gut. Yeah. So the Midnight Angels are, um, Black Panther. They're, um, they're like the Doge, um, yeah, but they're just, they're more for, like, assassination attempts and stuff like that. And there's only, like, four of them. Mm-hmm. They were made to, the first group were highly trained wet work or assassination specialists and were assigned to work with Deadpool during the Doom War between Doctor Doom and Wakanda. Um, these Midnight Angels use specialized non vibranium equipment to avoid Doom's control and having discovered his connection between vibranium and his own magic. So, then she uses, um, an old jet engine to incinerate him. Oh my... No, she uses the ship. Yeah, that's what I meant. The ship that blew up. That's what I meant. To, like... This fight scene was still cool, and, like, she got... I did, however, really love that... This fight scene has little to no music. Yes. It made the tension, like, crazy. Yes. Because um, I feel like music, in a lot of senses, tends to drive the tension in a lot of scenes. Yeah. And this, like, you were so focused on the action. Mm-hmm. Um, and not on the overarching... Like, it, it really kept the tension up. Yes. And then when he stabbed Shuri in the gut left the spear and she saw her mom yeah and she realizes their connection yeah and that it really boils down to grief and mm-hmm. like 
they were both enacting revenge plots, and she basically asks him to yield. After blowing him up. Yeah. And she says, yield, and he, he says, yes. So then they go back to Wakanda, and they plant the blue herb. No, they recreated the purple. They made more synthetic. Got it, okay. And planted them, so that the synthetic... I mean, the synthetic one is still made out of vibranium and flower material, so it'll regrow mm-hmm. where they planted. And she fixes Riri's car that got destroyed in the bridge scene. Yes. So, okay. So, kind of what I was going to say earlier that I completely forgot until just now. Why didn't they have a big celebration for the Queen Mother when she died? Maybe in universe they did, but they just didn't want to show another scene of it. Maybe, but... It seemed... So I think Umbaku is going to be her right hand. Yeah. Like, you know, like, how the Queen Mother had one of the elders as, like, her right hand? Yeah. I think he's going to be hers. Yeah, I don't doubt that. But Um, again, with, like, the whole tradition with... So, did people have to fight the Queen? Because the Queen's not going to win a fight. Neither is is Princess Shuri. They're not going to win a fight. Because neither one of them are really fighters. I love... This waterfall scene, though. I loved the waterfall scene in the first one. I think... It was so beautiful. With with it, I think they changed the rules to where they could get someone to fight for them. Because Umbaku doesn't want to be king. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Because he's partners with the Black Panther. He's partners with them now. Like yeah. the other tribal. He and basically you... has all the power without like the responsibility, really. Yes. And so he's back in with the group, and so I think he just fights with them, and because I know him and Chachala were friends after he rejoined their group. So M'Baku basically is fighting in her stead, because she's not... But that's... Usually people don't send someone to fight. Usually it's just more of, like, a traditional thing, but usually people don't fight in it. And we learned that Ross was arrested. Yes. And Akoi goes and frees him, and Shuri goes to see Nakia. In Haiti. In Haiti. And she finally bur- her burns her funeral Is clothes. it hers, or was it the one at T'Challa's, or was it the one at her mom's? I think if they just have standard funeral clothes. Okay. Because or did she, she didn't, wear both? She didn't want to burn them earlier, but when you look at it, the whole movie as a whole, she didn't, like, it. she needed them again. Yeah. Um, and then we learned that Nakia and T'Challa had a son. Yes, which is why she left. And his name is Toussaint. Or her, his Haitian name is Toussaint. And we learned that his real name name is T'Challa. Yeah. And he knows all about his dad, all about Wakanda, and it's like so sweet. But he did, but T'Challa didn't want him to be king. Yeah. He didn't want him to have that burden. She took him away from all of the crap. Yes, and um, Shuri asked, did, did, did the queen know? And she said, yes, she, he would, she would visit him a lot. It's so sweet, this scene. And she, Shuri is crying, and she's finally able to grieve. Mm-hmm. And then the movie ends. And then the end scene credit. The end scene credit is the sun thing. Yes. Um... So overall, what do you think? I preferred the first Black Panther so over do the I. second one. So do I. But that's just because Shuri and Shuri's sort of Shuri and Okay Okay Okia sort of killed it for me. I just think because that they were both. I think that Chadwick carried that movie on his shoulders. Yes. And it, it was, it was so he was so clearly missed in this movie. It really makes me curious what the original plan for the second movie was. I think it was still going to be Namor, but they had to change it for his death. I think Namor was still going to be the villain, but they just had to change who the Black Panther was. Yeah, I... If that makes sense. Obviously, that's the the more desirable outcome. Yeah. That somebody didn't have to pass away. Um, But I, I really am interested to see in a parallel universe... A what if? Yeah. And with that, we are officially caught up on the MCU. 
And we get to watch Ant-Man alongside all of you. Yes. Um, and it's very exciting for us that we finally, like, got to this point. Yes. We're very excited for the new chapter of the podcast. And this is, we are officially done with phase four of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we will be covering Guardians 3 and Marvel. Yeah, we'll be and... doing everything else with it. But MCU only releases like four movies a year. So we don't want to be a podcast where we only do one every couple months, an episode every couple and months. Personally, I think that some of our other friends do some really interesting discussion episodes um, that they, these guys will have way better ideas than we will ever have. Um, so, if you want a uh, solely Marvel uh, podcast, go to Earth Hate and A4 or Mr. Mr. Marvel. Marvel's Minutes or... Yeah. Uh, any, anybody else. Real, there's a couple others, too. Like, but... We will still be doing Marvel stuff, but we will be also trying... Because we need to... like In June, we'll be covering Deadpool and Spider-Verse. We will be covering other Marvel stuff throughout the year. That's not technically MCU-based, like Deadpool 1 and 2 And we aren't. will cover the X-Men on the Patreon eventually, and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's out on the Patreon. Eventually. All those will be eventually. So, yeah. Five. Um, next week, we will be doing our MCU sorting yes. episode. Not sure if that will be coming out on the 13th or the 20th right now. Just depends on, because that one's going to be heavily visual that we'll have to make, and that will probably take several hours to do. Yes. So, um, we'll see y'all next episode, and, um, yeah, have a good day. Bye! If you would like to support this podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon to gain access to bonus content and listen to each episode ad-free a whole day early. Go to thefanclubpodcast.myspreadshirt.com to get exclusive designs on t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, stickers, and many other items. We will even have limited edition designs in the very near future. Follow us on all of our social medias for updates and what we are working on in real time. We are part of the Needlessly Nerdy Entertainment Network. They are a conglomerate of podcasts and blogs that provide entertainment, news, and reviews of all things nerdy, including movies, TV, books, video games, tabletop games, cons, pop culture, and more. Go check out all the amazing shows and the network at needlesslynerdy.com. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com.